This is an ABC podcast. If you could take on a characteristic of an animal, what would you choose? Maybe to swim like a dolphin or fly like a parrot? Well, this dentist thinks we should be taking inspiration from snail teeth. I'm Tegan Taylor and this is Occam's Razor, a soapbox for science. Today, Greg Miller explores the future of dentistry and what we can learn from the animal world. You wouldn't think it, but the animal that has the most teeth in the world is the humble snail. Snails have teeth arranged in rows on their tongue, up to 20,000 teeth for some species. An aquatic snail species, the limpet, however, holds particular interest to us as dentists as it has the strongest teeth and indeed biologic material in the world, even stronger than the titanium that we use for our dental implants. Limpets have rows of curved teeth, which they use to rasp algae from hard surfaces towards their mouth. The teeth must be very hard to avoid breaking or degrading so they don't starve. Made from a protein matrix reinforced by a strong mineral network of nanofibers, the teeth have an ideal mix of the mineral gothite and iron oxyhydroxide, remember that for Scrabble, to protein polymer and the orientation of the gothite crystals results in teeth that are self-sharpening and resistant to fracture. Using atomic force microscopy, which measures the tensile strength of materials as they're pulled apart at an atomic scale, the strength of the limpet tooth, measured in the mineral phase, lies between 3 to 6.5 GPA. This makes the strength of the limpet tooth the highest ever recorded in nature. To put this in perspective, the mechanical strength of the limpet's teeth is equivalent to the strongest man-made carbon fibres, Tournay 1100G. This is in the range of about 7 GPA and is used in Formula One racing cars, fighter jets and golf club shafts, which of course are used by your dentist on the weekend. So this is very important to us. Limpet teeth are a bio-inspiration for us as dentists because we can use the gothite crystals in our modern next generation filling materials and in new crowns and veneers. However, human teeth only grow to a certain size. Throughout our life, we inflict damage, wear and tear upon the teeth. Modern dentistry can protect, repair and fix teeth, but we cannot grow new tooth structure. For this, we need to look at another animal, Rats are monophydonts, meaning that they have one set of teeth for life. However, these rodents have an evolutionary defence against wear and tear that we dentists can only look at with envy. Stem cells that constantly grow new tooth structure. Rats can gnaw through just about anything. Their incisors are hard. Their outside coating at the front is enamel, but their inside coating is dentine, which whilst hard is softer. As they bite, their teeth are self-sharpening, like a chisel. They are able to gnaw almost any material and sharpen their teeth. And their teeth grow at around two millimetres a day, meaning that they replenish their teeth in around a month. These self-sharpening teeth makes rodents and their self-growing teeth a particularly interesting thing for dentists to study as to how adult stem cells can regenerate teeth. Research and findings into tooth regeneration in rodents 
can help us to combat the continual lifetime wear and tear that we inflict from erosion, from wine, from attrition, from grinding. Imagine the ability to refresh and renew our chompers to a new set of teeth. This is what science and nature can teach us. Human teeth are finite. To replace missing teeth, we as dentists use dentures, bridges, implants. We think we're pretty smart doing this. Nature, however, holds the secret to an endless supply of teeth, which can regenerate constantly throughout life. Sharks are an incredibly ancient cartilaginous fish that possess the most productive and rapidly replacing teeth of all vertebrates. Nine days is all that it takes for a nurse shark to grow a new tooth. The shark's dentition regenerates throughout its life. An example of polyphidontism, another word for scrabble, Shark's teeth are positioned in rows that move almost like a conveyor belt. The cartilage of the jaw allows the precise regulation and cyclic nature of this movement and regeneration. And the soft tissues allow the teeth to move forwards until they are anchored peripherally to be used functionally in the bony outside envelope. And then they become exfoliated by successor teeth. The rapid regeneration of teeth leads to extreme functional and morphologic diversity of any shark's dentition. So they all look different in family photos. <laughs> Research is focusing on the origins of teeth and whether teeth and similar structures emerged in the skin or mouth of ancient fishes 400 million years ago. The tooth-like scales on the shark skin, known as denticles, offer not only protection against predators, acting like an armour, but they also improve swimming performance as the rough surface of the shark skin reduces drag and turbulence and to reduce the attachment of parasites and other unwanted hangers-on. Engineers and scientists can embrace this shark skin design for energy efficient vehicles and planes, which can be covered with denticle-like surfaces which could reduce drag, reducing energy consumption and harmful emissions can indeed produce more productive windmills for energy generation, better bacterial resistant materials for use in the medical field, and anti-fouling surfaces for construction. These dentine and enamel rich denticles can offer us some clues to the events that even led to teeth in our mouths. It is believed that skin denticles became associated with our mouths as the jaws evolved in early vertebrates. The history of teeth and knowing how and when teeth emerged and understanding stem cells and their activities within sharks may explain why humans have lost the tissue that housed these dental stem cells. If we could research the genetic controls and the stem cells that govern the continuous production of teeth in sharks, this could unlock the secret of tooth replenishment. Fossil records indicate that it was not only sharks but other vertebrates as well that regrew teeth. This is supported by the fact that some mammals, and indeed up to 4% of people, grow supernumerary or extra teeth. It suggests that aberrant or anomalous mechanisms in our genes can lead to changes in the development of teeth and hints at a possible dormant potential for tooth regeneration. In the future, I believe it is inevitable through this research, your teeth will be able to be regrown by your dentist. Now, everyone in Australia, to some degree, is affected by tooth decay. Decay happens because bacteria ferment dietary sugars, 
releasing acids that dissolve the hard tissue of our teeth, leading to structural collapse, the things that we call cavities. A diet of fermentable carbohydrates, such as fructose, glucose, or sucrose, and cooked starch lowers our pH in the saliva and favours decay-causing bacteria. Our modern diet is full of these sugars. Wild animals do have some dental diseases. However, studies into our closest relative, the wild primates, demonstrate that they have less than 10% incidence of decay. In humans, our back teeth are most commonly affected by decay. However, in primates, the front teeth are most susceptible. This is because of the way that animals consume foods, and in particular, animals like chimpanzees that undertake a process known as wadging, which is where they get the fruit, stuff it in their mouth, suck out all those sweet, sweet sugary juices, and enjoy their food. The problem is that causes lots of decay. Unfortunately, if we compare the chimpanzees to the baboons and macaques that have a more varied diet, they have a much, much lower decay rate. Pets and zoo animals have a much higher level of decay, especially if fed a modern human diet. Animals, like the raccoons in North America, living close to humans, show much higher rates of decay than in the wild, up to five times indeed. It's suggested that human waste, waste disposal techniques, our diet, and the transmission of zoonotic oral bacteria from humans to animals is to blame for this phenomenon. So our bad habits are impacting our erstwhile pets and the surrounding environment. Besides dietary differences, the other factors, such as a more alkaline saliva, differing oral bacteria, and tooth surfaces that are less susceptible to plaque formation, may be related to the low decay rate in wild animals. But the biggest factor is our diet. Nature teaches us how to repair, rebuild, regenerate, and replace teeth. And indeed, nature teaches us how to prevent dental disease. As time is short, I'd be happy to tell all those in the live audience over a wine, cider, soft drink, or chocolate <laughs> at the bar what the simple solution is to this dilemma, which is a sugar tax. But that, for the listeners, is a time for another talk for another day. Thank you. That was Dr Greg Miller, founder of the Australian Dental Foundation charity. Greg was speaking at our Occam's Razor live event at MOD in Adelaide on the traditional lands of the Ghana people in November last year. And our next live event is fast approaching, so if you're in Perth, we'd love to see you at our show. It's on the 22nd of February, and you can find all the details on the Occam's Razor website. In the meantime, I'll be back next week with more science to sink your teeth into. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.